0: Is inflation eating into your wedding profits? Listen to this episode and find out some ideas. Welcome to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Berg. I'm a speaker, author, sales trainer, website reviewer, and I help businesses like yours sell more, profit more, and have more fun doing it. Enjoy this episode. Hi, it's Alan Berg. Welcome back to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I am so happy to have my friend Trip Wheeler back on with me again. Trip, how are you doing?
1: Great, Alan. Uh, happy
0: New Year and uh, happy 2023. Well, thanks to you as well. We're recording this right after the New Year. It's going to go out a little bit right after that. And I, I brought Trip back on because uh, Trip, the company that you have, helps people save on their food and supply costs. But yes, this sir. is every, a lot of people listening that are not that. But I just wanted to talk about the things because you have your finger on this pulse about what happened, you know, during COVID and what happened that kind of surprised everybody there because we're used to prices going up, but what was different about this?
1: I think it was a culmination of things. Uh, I think if you even talked to talk to some of the top economists in the country, I think they're still even a little bit confused about how it all happened. But you know, when COVID hit. Um, we had all the supply, you know, manufacturers know what to produce and how much to produce every month, every quarter, every day to fill their needs. Cause you know, you, if you, if you can sell a million pounds of something, you can't produce two, cause it'll go bad. So they, they have a really good idea of like just in time inventory about what to do. But man, when the pandemic hit, all the demand was gone. And so everybody shut down and they didn't, they didn't know what to do, Alan. And so they just said, well, I'm, we're just going to shut down everything. Well, that was bad because then nothing got produced. And then when it came back, they didn't have any manpower. They didn't have supplies. The the, the machinery didn't work. I mean, it came back way too fast. And then inflation just exploded last, what was the last fall? I think it it might've been uh, the fall of 21. I think is when it started to come back and no one expected to come back then. And they didn't expect it to come back so fast. And so- Literally, there were no turkey production facilities, no transportation facilities, um, no slaughterhouses were open. There was, there was no gas supply. There was no nothing. So it wasn't one thing. It was 100 things that made prices just, like I said, explode. It was um, the perfect storm, if you will, yeah. of economic yeah. behavior.
0: Yeah, because you had uh, truckers. You see all the time, they say they need more truck drivers, more truck drivers, more truck drivers. Then you have the rails. Then you have the boats stuck outside the yep. ports because there's nobody to unload the boat. Nobody and- can unload
1: the ports. Exactly. I mean, the, right. the, the, and- the boat breaks down. There's nobody to fix the boat. There's nobody to manufacture the part to fix the boat. Right. And that was everywhere. I mean, it was right. It was impressive. It was, and it was not <laughs> of, of.
0: Right. So, you, uh, and so you mentioned just-in-time inventory. For people that don't know what that is, the car... Car business had learned this a long time ago as well, which is instead of stockpiling um the, the raw materials, you get the raw materials right as you need to use them. And yeah, when things on are-
1: warehouse space, it saves right. you all your warehouse space. You you just pay FedEx to bring it to you the day you need it or within a day, fix it, and then you get another one and another one, and you don't have to warehouse anything.
0: Right. So, with the food industry, obviously, you can't have the you can't stockpile too much, but you can stockpile some things, you know, packaging materials and stuff like that. But I mean, think about what happened to the auto industry. They couldn't make them because the chips.
1: Right. 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 You have all the big pieces.
0: Exactly. (laughs) But but it's a and and when you think about it, it may not not have been the chip that ran the engine. It may have been the chip that ran the radio. It might have been the chip that ran the
1: ABS braking.
0: Right. You can't have a
1: car without brakes. Right, and they.
0: They had 99% of the parts, but they didn't have the chip. So it's all right. these things that came together there. But we've had kind of this unprecedented, at least in our lifetimes, this, you know, and, and that's long enough with our gray beards here. That's, that's yeah, exactly. long enough. <laughs> but in our lifetimes, this really big jump all of a sudden, the lack of supply and the jump in prices all of a sudden. And what hit our industry, and, and you can speak to this certainly, is all of these people that had contracts that said, I'm going to provide, I'm going to do these weddings and events at this yep. price with no provision for changing yep. the price, right? So you, yep. you what did you hear for, on that?
1: That's exactly right. I mean, most of the people we talked to said, I've never had to have a contract with that stipulation or that rider in it with that flexibility because prices would go up 1% to 2%, 3%. I would build that into my budget. Um, I book your wedding a year out, Alan. If prices, the worst that happens is 3% rise in food prices, I can eat that, that's fine. Okay. But when prices are 17% up, up. I I can't. And then my my labor prices are up. My food prices are up. My gas prices are up for my my vehicles. My um, heating and air is up. All of a sudden, everything's up 17%. You can't, not only can you not eat it, you're going to lose a lot of money on that event. It was, again, this is probably going to be said a lot in this podcast, but it was unprecedented. No one had ever seen it before. So they'd never had to plan for it before.
0: Right. And the other thing I saw people early on in the pandemic, people were panicking a little bit and they were cutting their prices that they were selling for. Right. So all, all kinds of different services, generally a bad move,
1: but yep. yep. Right,
0: generally a bad move, but again, you understand the panic, but it's the same thing. What happens with the stock market? People sell when it goes down, which is the wrong thing to do. They buy when it goes up, which is the wrong thing to do. And this is kind of what happened. And I was telling people, listen, you know, don't panic don't just lower your price because then you're going to have to do those events. And that was yep. 2022 people yep. doing more events than they've ever done. Yep. Losing money because of the, the prices of, of the food and supplies. If that was, yep. you know, that was your industry there. And then having to live those events that they sold cheap, yep. you know, that was again, uh, hopefully, a lesson learned, a hard lesson for all but, of us. Yep, hard lesson learned over there. So, uh, and then we have exasperation, exacerbation, I should say, with uh, Ukraine. All of a yep. sudden, pe- people that was didn't realize part of it, yep. right? How much how much wheat came from Ukraine? I mean, people, you know, who, who ever thought about that, right? We think and about we and have the, fertilizer. The
1: Every, everything right. is grown with fertilizer. So, I mean, right. Ukraine right. makes not all the fertilizer, but they make a lot of the fertilizer. So, all of a sudden, you know, the the American food industry is very scientific. They've got it figured out. They know how much fertilizer, how much sun, how much water, how much everything, and they've got it. Well, when you do that kind of disruption, the guy says, hey, I can't get you 25% of your fertilizer. He says, well, what do you want me to do? I mean, I, then I, I can't grow 25% of my crops from my crops are 25% smaller. And again, I think another thing that's so per- pertinent in this, in this conversation Alan, is that it wasn't just the fertilizer. Once he had the crops grown, then he couldn't get it down because he didn't have labor. Then he couldn't get it on the truck. Then it right. spoiled because he couldn't get it to the distribution right. center or the manufacturing center. Then he couldn't distribute it. I mean, I mean, it was it wasn't one thing. It was a hundred, and it was just right. they couldn't get themselves out of it.
0: Yeah, so uh, uh, going back to what we said about the contract before, I had a client called me up and said, "Could you help me with the wording on something?" I said, "Sure." What do you need? They yep. said, "Well, we want to tell our clients for our this was uh, in 2022 that we're going to be raising the price on their weddings and events because of the price of food and supplies." I said, "Well, before we have that discussion, does your contract allow for that?" And She said, yep. "Oh, I don't know. Let me go back and look." And she called me back and said, "No, it doesn't allow for that." I said, "Okay. Well, going forward." Here's kind of what you want to say in there, but of course, talk to your attorney and have that in there, but you want to have a provision that says that. But I also asked her a question, and I don't know if you had this discussion with anyone. I said, have your prices ever gotten down between the time you contracted with someone an event came? And they said, yes. I said, have you ever lowered anybody's price? And they oh. said no. I said, "Well, now you want to raise it, but right. the additional profit you made." Did anybody come to you with that as well, asking you
1: how right. to word that stuff? And to me, Alan, that, that was a. I had one of our smarter one of our smarter clients call and say that exact thing, and said the way, the way I'm going to talk to my client about it is is that I have to put this new provision in there, but if prices go down, you'll get that savings too. So then it was fair, Brooke. Right. If, if Prices go up five percent. I'm paying five percent more. You got to pay five percent more. If prices go down five percent, I'm going to give it back to you. I'm not going to. I'm not going to make five percent more in profit. And they said that that it really was well received for the most part with their client base. Right. The the, the thing is, how do you prove that? Right? Because right. your price might have
0: gone down five percent on this food thing, but your right. gas prices went up. Right. So now do you, do you average that it's out? Hard. <clears throat> right. It's I, hard. Right. I I think you know as a business. Going forward, we would hope we wouldn't see that 17%, 25% right. jump like this again. And if you're planning 2024, 2025, that you're charging enough that if you're a DJ, that your fuel costs are in there and that your right. equipment's going to go up and your supplies. And that if your dress uh, shop that you're going to have to get the dresses is going to cost you more to get them in there from imported and stuff like that. So we would hope that you're planning for that stuff in the future if you can. Um, yep. You should always plan that your rent's going to go up, your utilities are going to go up, you yep. know things like that. So
1: what what do you see on the horizon? What do you see coming? It's going to slow down. It's it's already started to slow down. The worst inflation period of this year, 23, is going to be this quarter. And then it's going to progressively get better. Uh, Economists are pretty good about projecting out 12 months beyond that it gets pretty sketchy like like that hurricane spaghetti map you know it gets water and water and water it's the same thing they feel pretty confident that inflation should be more back in that 3 to 4% range which is typically acceptable from a US government standpoint it's still high they want one to two but 3 to 4 is okay above 3 to 4 they call it superinflation and that's obviously your hyperinflation that's not good and that's what we've witnessed from the back quarter of uh, 21 all of 22 like bonkers inflation, but it's finally starting to settle down. And you're actually going to see some prices go down this year below what you're currently paying. So you're going to see some relief on some segments.
0: And what kind of segments would you think?
1: Uh, I would say that, uh, let me look at some of these details. I've got a bunch of charts in front of me. Um, the uh, So the first quarter, uh, we're going to see a three to 5% range for the whole year. I think for um, poultry, it's going to come down. Poultry prices have been off the charts bad, and they're going to start coming down. Um, eggs, pork, turkey—they said between three percent, um, but probably more likely in the back half of the year, they're actually going to see deflation. You're going to see prices decrease, not just go up by three and five percent. Uh, we're going to see prices go down on. Let me see this big chart. So the negatives are going to be almost all the poultry items. Um, beef is going to be that four, three to 4% range going up. Um, almost all your beef, uh, pork are going to see a pretty significant deflation, uh, decrease in price three to four to 5%, which is, you know, still going to push us above where we were in 2019. So it's a little bit all over the board, but poultry down, uh, pork down, uh, dairy, probably flat disposables up, but not that much, uh, and beef up, but again, not that much.
0: Yeah. And then we've already seen gas prices come down. dramatically. Um, yeah. I mean, I was in. Uh, diesel's has gone down a lot. Yeah. Diesel's gone down. I was in Texas and I was, what did I fill up? I filled up my rental car at, at 239 for regular. That's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. That was crazy. Cause uh, I, I, for me just right now, it was 317 here in New Jersey. Although I didn't have to pump, but it was 317. Uh, but 239. I I had seen 279. I was like, whoa, look at 279. That's where and then, we are
1: is 279. And so yeah. I was pretty happy by that because we yeah. were almost five or maybe even oh, low yeah. Fives.
0: Well, my, my son in San Francisco and his car he takes premium seven dollars. I mean, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, yeah. and you know, we complain about that, but if you go to Europe and you were just in Europe, yeah. you go to Europe and you look at the prices there, it's, it's, it's way more than here. Um, and, and again, this is kind of this interconnectivity. The other thing that you don't think about is if you're getting stuff from out of the country, there's also the exchange rate. Um, now the good news is the dollar has been strong. The bad news is the dollar has been strong, which means that your imported goods cost more. Um, if like what I was over in Ireland, and the euro had gone below the dollar, and it's usually yeah. about 107, 109, yeah. 105, whatever. And the pound had come down to like 107, which is ridiculous because it's normally right. 120, 125, or something like that. So things were cheap for me,
1: yeah. but, but expensive that, for them. Yeah. Yeah,
0: right, expensive yeah. for them. So yeah, you really got to watch what you're buying. Yep. Right. right. And how you're buying it. I actually had euros but I was using my credit card because the euros, it was going to cost me euro for euro, the credit card. It was actually going to cost me less because of the exchange rate. (laughs) We did the exact
1: same thing. We did everything on a credit card. I was like, right.
0: Yeah. But this is the interconnectivity of the world. So many things that the supplies, we're not just talking about caterers and venues here, thinking about everybody else that's in here, you know, where are you getting your paper from? If you're doing invitations, where are you getting your dresses from? Where are you getting your speakers from and stuff like that? This is that interconnectivity. So, um, Besides caterers, um, does it make sense, or how would you even word it? Let's say if you were a, a band or a, or a DJ that was say, or a photographer, videographer, that if prices go up, your price is going to go up. I don't even know how you would word that.
1: You, uh, rephrase it? Are you saying like, like, um,
0: so we know with the, with the caterer, you're saying, listen, you know, our prices went up 17%. Yep. We'd like to protect ourselves, putting it into a contract that yep. if prices go up for your 2024 event, yep. I can raise your price, even though yep. your contract. So how does a DJ do the same thing? Yeah. How does What's a DJ food are, prices?
1: Right. Well, it, it, I, I think a lot of the increase, you know, um, this goes without saying, but I mean, a lot of the food increases are because of base things like labor. So labor is in everything. Labor, the shortages of labor have increased ga- gas prices. Shortages of labor have increased gas prices because can't produce as much gas. can't refine as much gas. You can't transport as much gas. So the DJ has the exact same problem as the right. caterer buying food. So if I buy an iPhone, a pen, uh, a water bottle, a lot of those increases are from the exact same thing. The right. labor shortages on manufacturing, delivery, that kind of thing. Here's the other thing, Alan. So my wife and I just... um Renovated a home. And as you know, home renovation prices are crazy bad. And a guy yesterday asked me, he goes, Do you think prices are going to come down in renovations? I said, No. And he says, I said, well, eventually, but no, not now. He goes, why? I said, because there's still too much demand. If you've got a plumber who can work one job a week or two jobs a week, and he's got 20 people asking for the same job, he's gonna he's never gonna discount anybody because he's probably gonna raise prices. I'll give you a stat that's Mind-boggling. This and this is so counterintuitive. Prior to the pandemic, there was one trillion dollars in disposable. Let me give you the exact number. There was one trillion dollars in cash that people had um, in Q4 of 2019. That amount of money now is $4.7 trillion. (laughs) So you and me are like, I want a car, and there's one Toyota tundra, but there's 10 of us that want it. Well, the dealership's not going to lower the price. No,
0: they're getting over sticker price.
1: Exactly. So he's going to charge $10,000 and ask you for 12 and me for 14. And I got it for 15,000. And until you and I stop spending money. Right. So the demand is really, it's problem is the wrong word, but we, you and I mm-hmm. are somewhat causing it. Our caterers and a lot of our um, clients, because we sell to high schools and colleges and everybody, they had record years. Um, a record quarters in the third quarter of this year record. Yeah. Well, that means the demand's coming from the public to buy those services, DJ services, um, dance um, rental services, tent rentals, catering services. Well, why would prices go down when the tent guy's got a hundred orders and he's only got 10 weekends, he's going to charge the maximum he can because he knows the sun's going to set here pretty soon. And he's going to be sitting going, well, here's the recession. I wish I'd made more money. In that Q3 of 2022, and I had the demand. Well, they did. So well, it, that's a big thing of it.
0: And that that brings up something that I've been talking about for a long time is, it, it at least for weddings and events. Let's just talk about weddings here. We know that the demand is going down because it has to. There wasn't this backlog. Yep. 2022 was the biggest n- number of weddings in our lifetime. We will never yep. see that again. Yep. Which means 2023 could have some overlap from 2022. Yep. But by 2024, we're back to- Agreed. I BC. B- yeah, I call it BC, before COVID. <laughs>
1: exactly right. 24, 25, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's going to take that long yeah. for the car industry to settle down, the house industry to settle down, for people to spend that $4.7 trillion, a lot of that to get washed out in the economy, and then normalcy, whatever well, that but is.
0: See, but, but here's the thing, the, the car industry is a good example of what's happening there and should be happening in the wedding and event industry they're realizing that they can make more money by producing less vehicles. Correct, correct. Right? And they're trying, they have to build factories for electric and all that kind of correct. stuff brings in all kinds of things. And right sizing. And uh, I think right before this episode goes out, um, there's one with Rod McMahon, who's a, a friend and client of mine in Canada, who has brought down the size of his entertainment company and he's profiting more by doing less events.
1: Uh, we, I've heard. I've heard that not a lot, but I've heard mm-hmm. the exact same thing from some of our clients.
0: Right. And and this is the thing, this is the right sizing thing. And this is where you can control this as a business. Bigger is not always better, right? Right. Bigger is just bigger. And the lesson learned, if you look at, I'll I'll use a simple example. If I drive through McDonald's, the menu is so much smaller than it was before COVID. I can't get a grilled chicken sandwich. I can't get a salad, right? Things that you could get before. And that makes it easier for them to order, easier for them to reduce, easier for them to train people. Storage, everything. Right. And the same yeah. thing in the wedding and events industry. So uh, Rod at one point could have done 20 weddings on a day. And and now the most he can do is eight. And he said eight is uncomfortable now. Whereas yeah. before he, he could have done 20 yeah. because he doesn't want to max out. He'd rather have six or seven. And then if he needs a backup or somebody, he's got that. But he
1: picks the best six or seven.
0: Right. It's best possible or is or to work with. Right. And this is a conversation yep. I have all the time. So swinging this all the way around to the fact that how is inflation you know, affecting your business, finding the right number and the right price, because yep. that's going to be another thing. People raise their prices during COVID, which is good. Can you sustain yep. that? And one of the ways you sustain it is by pulling back on your availability, yep. filling your calendar more. So uh, uh, b- before, before we go, because you and I could talk about this forever. And I'd love um, it. Yeah, I agree. Um, tell people what you do in case they didn't hear the last episode that we did, which is if you, if you look back to an earlier episode on, that's actually one of the first ones that we did, I think in 2021. Yep. Uh, but trip, you know, what is your company and what do you do?
1: Sure. Uh, we, we have a company called SB value. Uh, we, uh, really simply, um, we're a, we're a, a group purchasing organization, a GPO, um, we are US Foods' largest client. We are 25%, almost 26% of US Foods' entire volume with $8 billion in spend, not quite $8 billion, and about 28,000 clients. We do exactly what every listener would do if they had 28,000 locations and spent $8 billion a year on food or $8 billion on anything. You would use leverage to get better prices. That's it. We just happen to do it for people, give them the prices, and they don't pay us. We get paid by the manufacturers. So, Big companies are GPOs. Walmart, um, Lowe's, um, doesn't matter. Home Depot. Those are big GPOs. They use leverage to buy things cheaper than you and I can. Alan, if you and I buy a two by four, we're going to buy one two by four. So you're going to pay five bucks for it. But if you buy two billion board feet of two by fours, you're going to pay fifty cents for that two by four. Well, that's all the premier does. So it's very simple. And I will say one thing, Alan. Right before you asked that, you talked about cutting supply from a. From a um, company standpoint, a DJ, a wedding producer, Tyson did the same thing. Reynolds Wrap did the same thing. They had 100 SKUs. They reduced it to 25. And now they've gone back up to 50. And they've looked at the other 50 and thought, we weren't really making much money on that one anyway. And I had factories and people. And you know what? We're just not even going to make that plastic bag anymore. We're going to make three plastic bags instead of 10. And it's made their business better. And those are really big companies with a lot of smart intelligence. And I would suggest that all of us think the same thing about right-sizing.
0: Yeah, and it's you're looking at the data. If you look at the data, okay. uh, it's actually a great book. Mike Mcallowitz, who wrote Profit First, which I've spoken about many times that everybody listening should read Profit First by Mike McCallowitz also has a book called The Pumpkin Plan. And uh, he tells the story about if you grow a giant pumpkin for the state fair, what you do is you buy seeds from previous winners. It's kind of like, you know, the stud horse. Right. And and you plant them and you feed them and you do all the right things. And then the pumpkins grow on the ground on a vine. And then you look for which ones are growing better and you cut off the runs, you cut off the little ones until you're left with just the one or two that are getting all the nutrients and all of your things. And it's the same thing with your business. Something I've done over the years is there are things that I might be good at, but I don't enjoy, or I enjoy, but they're not profitable. And I I don't offer them anymore. I I don't do those services because they suck energy and focus away from the other things. So same thing, you know, with your business, um i I have a good friend bill herman hopefully bill's listening to this he's a a dj mc that's all he does no lights no sparklers no anything does what he does at the top of the top of the game of you know the highest of what you can do on that you want the other stuff he knows people who refer you to other people so look at your business and say what's sitting on shelves that's costing me money what is what are people not buying um what you know am i am i lowering my price i had this conversation every time i do sales training do i offer my lower package on a saturday in october which is the most popular wedding days of the year no right and, and the, i was with a group of venues the other day and this one person said yeah we this is the packages we offer and if somebody had a 40 person yep. wedding and booked it a year in advance we took it i said stop that Yep. <laughs> you're throwing money out the window. So it's uh, listening to a previous episode. I talk about your A dates, B dates, and C dates, right? On your A dates, this one DJ told me, Alan, I heard you talk about this. And on a Saturday in October, I only offer my top package. And, and guess don't discount
1: it by a dollar.
0: Right. Don't, and nothing. guess what? Yeah. And when he tells people, this is the only thing available on that yep. day, he fills the dates.
1: Exactly right. He's averaging know, twice as the- much. It's, they should hire you. And you know, Alan, the, the MLBs, the NFLs have finally come around to this. You know what they call live pricing. And so on Saturday, in the beautiful fall day, that price is going to be the highest for that baseball game. There's 80 home games, but that Tuesday noon game when it's four degrees below zero, it's three dollars just to get in because they're going to make money on tickets and parking and everything else. They don't right. care. But that. But when it, when it's the when it's the Yankees versus the Cubs and it's October, it's sky yeah, price. High. There's no yeah. packages. There's no discounts. And that's exactly what they should do. Look at the entire calendar year, find out where your events are, your AA a events, your B events right. and C events and price them accordingly and say, if you would like less money, if you need a 20% discounted price, I'm not going to give it to you on my A date. I'll give you to you right. on these B dates or my C dates right. right. that's what they're worth.
0: Right. And again, that's just, again, part of right-sizing is also looking yep. and saying, you know what? I tell people, I, I asked this one DJ who was going from part-time to full-time and I said, so how many weddings do you want to do in the full year? He goes, as many as possible. I said,
1: eh, wrong answer. Yeah, wrong answer. Yeah.
0: You don't know your inventory. If you don't know your inventory, how do you
1: maximize your profits? Look at Ford. Uh, Ford stopped producing cars. Yeah. They're making so much money on trucks and SUVs. Look right. at the price of trucks now. I mean, yeah. I, I like trucks. I, I've been buying trucks my whole life. You can buy a nice pickup truck for 25 grand. You can't buy a truck for less than $50,000 now. That's the base model. Like. Yeah. Now, yeah. the, and the nice ones are 90 grand.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Grand
1: for a truck. Like, right. but I mean, because the, they can get it.
0: Right, well, they, they can get it. Although I did hear right. they're producing the regular Mustang another year. They I are. They, they gave them one more. They kept saying no. Yeah. And then they gave them one more year. That was
1: the only car they were yeah. going to keep. But I mean, they got right. rid of the Escort and the you, know, you and I both sold cars. So the Fiesta <laughs> and all that gone. Because yeah. there's no money in an 8,000-hour car. There's a ton of money in a 58,000-hour truck. That's Just right. Just like more money in a $50,000 wedding than there is for an $8,000 wedding. So, right.
0: and the car dealers are seeing, you know, you look at the car lots and there's empty spots on the car lots. Yep. And yet you walk in, friends of mine went in, uh, they were going to get a Range Rover. And the guy said, What you see is what we have. Yep. I don't know what I'm getting or when. And when, it, when you look at the window sticker, add
1: $10,000. I, I, bought, I bought a used Toyota. I was on a waiting list for six months. I prepaid the damn thing. Couldn't get it. And I finally gave up and just went and found, and I didn't get the car I wanted. I didn't get it because I was like, well, I got to have a truck. I got to have a car. And I just took what I could get. I mean, right. and in two years, that guy's going to be begging me to buy a car or four years. And right. now that's the thing is that none of us as human beings were impatient. You know, if anything, be patient. If you just yeah. slow down and make your money now, prices will drop. They will right. drop. It just could take a while.
0: Right. Right. And again, in investing, they call it dollar cost averaging. You buy yep. when it's high, you buy when it's low, but That's you're right. always buying over there. So, yep. and I said last thing and we went another five minutes here already. So- I'm going to put into the show notes uh, trips contact information with SB Value. If you are a caterer in the United States and you have not had trips company do a free comparison to show exactly. you how much you're saving, yep. uh, I had one of my customers after trip he signed up with trip. And again, it costs nothing to sign up. Said next time I see you, you get a big kiss on the lips, on the cheek. It's up to you, but you get exactly a big right. kiss for how much money I'm saving. I'll give this. you a
1: hug. I may not go full kiss, but I'll give you a big hug.
0: Well, it wasn't, it wasn't you, but it was one of your clients. One of our mutual clients that recommended, he said, I cannot believe how much I'm saving. And again, what trip said is if you were 25% of, of us foods, total annual sales, you You'd would get, get the prices best too. prices, yeah. If you bought eight billion dollars worth of, so right. a, they'll do a free Unless comparison. One,
1: one, Alan, you're overpaying on food. Until you go, right. you are overpaying on food.
0: Right, and if you love your local fishmonger, you can still buy from them. Yep, if you love you your local butcher, okay. you can buy from them. If you want your organic grass-fed beef from down the road, that's fine. Okay. That There's a whole lot of stuff you buy. Uh, I, I think you call it what is it? Down invoice or whatever. Yeah, like down. The ketchup, invoice, right. yep. the ketchup, yeah. and the salt, and the and the disposables and Saran stuff wrap, like
1: plastic bags, trash yeah. bags, chemicals. Boring yeah. stuff, not, yeah. not your local fish guy. But right. yeah, exactly and
0: right. if you are a small caterer, this works. If you are a big That's caterer, right. one of my clients with over 20 venues, he saved money. Because what What did you tell me? Was it, Isn't the U.S. Army in this? And like
1: male yeah.
0: resorts? It's a it's hundred it's
1: million bucks. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And they still save money. I mean, you you, you're not going to buy better than the U.S. Army and we still save them money.
0: Yeah. So again, reach out to Trip. It'll be in the show notes over there. Um, his contact information, and he and Clint will do a comparison for you and make that work. Trip, thank you so much for joining me. Right, Alan, have you-
1: it's a pleasure, man. I wish you the best in twenty three, dude. I hope well, to see you. Thank you soon. too,
0: and I'll have you on again when prices come down because yeah, we can I like say that. you. I can say Trip told you so.
1: We're working <laughs> on that right now. Thank you, Alan. Great speaking <laughs> to you, man. All right, you too. Yes, sir.
0: Hi, it's Alan Berg. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Wedding Business Solutions podcast. You can find full transcripts on my website at podcast.allenberg.com. And if you have a suggestion for a topic for a new episode or even a guest, please let me know at allen@weddingbusinesssolutions.com. at And if you'd like to find out about having me come and speak to your association or a conference or do sales training in person or remotely for your team, whether you're a team of one or a team of a hundred, please let me know again, alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. Thanks for listening.